Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Friday. Carver High and Joe Lisi in for Scotty. On Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio, we have a lot to do here in our final hour together. We'll get through the rest of the college football championship games this weekend. We have a few games in the NBA tonight. We have our double shot, as always, on a Friday with our Sports Grid NFL insider, Adam Kaplan. Of course, Joe Lisi, the Encyclopedia of College Football, is with me, uh, as he is on uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and even on Fridays now uh, until Scotty gets back healthy here with us. Uh, and Joe... Uh, of course, you can catch us tonight, Carver and Lisi, Sports Grid Radio, 8 p.m. East, where we'll, uh, as we mentioned before, be on for both of these games tonight. We just talked about Liberty and New Mexico State and the Oregon-Washington game. So that's reason enough, Joe, to tune in. And we'll also pick the other eight games for tomorrow in college football and all the game, and we'll do all the previews for Week 13 and make our picks uh, for the NFL in Hour 2. So we're very busy tonight, Joe. I can't wait, Carver. I, I, I'm really excited for this game tonight. I really am. It's going to be... I know you are, Joe. Mm. <laughs> You're really excited. I know. You got all I these am, Washington... I'm... All these Washington money line tickets just lined up, uh, ready to go for tonight. And and it, the worst thing for you is it's off of a big night. So you had a big night last night uh, with that Cowboy-Seahawk game. So now... You can go in for a little bit more. Throw, as I said, you throw some more logs on the fire. This is what Joe's going to do. Not afraid, uh, for I'm not afraid. Oh, I know. Oh, if I believe me, Joe. I know that you're not afraid. Uh, you are going to absolutely get involved. All right. Let's start, though. Of course, this hour, uh, as we do on Fridays, with our man Rich Sermonello. We're going to, in a moment, get the Maxwell minute from him. But first, Joe, before we do that. As always, we like to welcome in all of our radio affiliates for El Coast to Coast on a Friday. Carver High and Joe Lisi and for Scotty, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159, Sports Byline. Great to have you with us. We'll kick off the rest of our college football preview with Rich Sermonello, the Maxwell Minute. Hey, Mike, welcome to Championship Weekend in college football. We have a huge slate of games beginning on Friday night, and we're closing in on our Maxwell Award winner, our Bednarik Award winner, and our Sean Alexander Freshman of the Year winner. We're down to the finalist stage, and we're going to see something Friday night in Vegas, Mike, that uh, we never have. I've been with the club for 17 years. I've never seen it. The award is always won on the field. I understand that. But this is going to be won, speaking of the Maxwell, on the field in a head-to-head -head competition. It's the Pac-12 championship game at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Oregon and Washington, the sequel. Bo Nix versus Michael Penix for the second time. Penix won the first one in Seattle. This one will obviously be on a neutral field. And, you know, there are other kids in contention for the award. Jaden Daniels certainly being one of them. But Daniels isn't playing this weekend. Everyone with a vote is going to be watching the Pac-12 title game to see if Michael Penix could beat Oregon for a second time. Can Bo Nix get revenge on Washington? Who's going to the playoffs? Who's winning the title? Both of these guys have huge numbers. Numbers aren't going to be the issue. They're up around 4,000 yards passing. They've accounted for around 40 touchdowns. This is going to come down to who gets the W Friday night, who plays better. That's what our voters want to see. It's incredibly intriguing. Again, we've it's always decided on the field, never in a head-to-head -head situation. That's going to happen Friday night. Can't 
wait to see it. Defensively, we're going to be watching very closely the SEC title game. Obviously, Georgia goes into that game with a 29-game winning streak, uh, number one in the country. Alabama trying to make a run at the college football playoff. Two Crimson Tide defenders have a shot at individual awards. Dallas Turner closing in as a finalist for the Bednarik Award. He's a terrific edge rusher, had 10 total pressures in the comeback win last week against Auburn. He's been fantastic all year, has a chance to make a big statement against Georgia, possibly pull off the upset. And then Caleb Downs, who has been one of the favorites for freshman of the year all season long, true freshman, leads the tide in tackles, been, has been fantastic uh, in run defense, is going to need to be again in Atlanta against Georgia. So Dallas Turner and Caleb Downs with big opportunities. And quickly watch that Friday night Conference USA championship game. Jamie Chadwell has a chance to take liberty to a New York Six, New York Six bowl game, and and as we try to decide coach of the year, that's going to certainly be a factor for us. And we are back. Good job by Rich, as always, getting us set up for the weekend. I want to, of course, Joe, roll right into Alabama and Georgia, as Rich was just discussing it. Uh, before I give you the numbers, there's no way I could have a SEC championship Friday without playing something from Nick Saban. Here he is, Joe. Of course, there's actually been some people that have whispered that if Alabama won this game, that the SEC, there's a chance like they might not have a team in the college football playoff. Joe, I mean, honestly, get serious. Uh, and here's Nick to con to confirm those uh, that if wh whoever wins this game is going to be in, we're the SEC. I think that uh, the SEC is one of the best conferences in the country. I think Georgia is one of the best teams in the country. Uh, and I think that they're one of the best four teams in the country. I think if we beat them, we'd be one of the best four teams in the country. Um, because, you know, teams do, um, there's a transformation that, that goes through the season. Uh, so how are you playing now? Where is your team now? How good are you now? I think all those things, you know, come into play. but. I, I think it would be a, a disrespect to the SEC if um, there is an SEC representation in the Final Four. I do believe that. Yeah, you don't got anything to worry about there, Joe. Like, uh, honestly, like, I, I think that people who – that's I think clearly comes from people who probably are sick of the SEC and don't like the SEC or, or whatever that is. And those people know the real reality is there's a better chance if Alabama wins that game that both of them – get into the playoff as opposed to none of them getting in in the playoff. There's a better chance of both of them getting in. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you're talking about back-to-back -back national champions in Georgia as well. I mean, you're, you're talking about the, the, the committee wants Georgia in there in some capacity. Obviously, if they win this ballgame, they don't want to see them, I don't believe, upset by Alabama and Nick Saban. But if they do get the upset, I would still have Alabama – in terms of the top four. Here's the other thing, too. It's You look at that total. Uh, the last three games in terms of the SEC championship, the total, Carver, average, has been 81 total points. Mm. Okay? They put up 80 last year, 50 to 30. Lisey's on the under, baby. I already took it at 54 and a half and 55. Not a knock against Jalen Milrow. But the only way I believe Alabama could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Georgia, get them into the fourth quarter, run the football, you don't want to get into a shootout because I still favor the secondary going up against Alabama's offense. That's the difference. Give me, give me, I lean to Georgia, but I like the under. As much as I would like Alabama to win squarely for the fact that it would make those uh, people in the crack crab and lobster committee have to sweat a little bit, Joe, I think we've seen all year, this isn't quite the same Alabama team as years past, and Georgia's better than them. Uh, and I think Georgia is going to take care of business, and you might be able to drag me in on the under with you as well. We'll do the rest. We come back from coast to coast on a Friday. Call Ryan Joe for Scott. We're back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and... 
starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Friday. Carver High and Joe Lisi in for Scotty on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have you with us. Bet MGM, I mean, they're setting you up here for these college football games tonight and tomorrow. They have got a 33% college football odds boost token. This is available tonight and tomorrow, 12-1 and 12-2. Receive a 33% odds boost token to use on college football at Bet MGM tonight and tomorrow only. Go to BetMGM.com or your BetMGM Sportsbook app. For all of the details, that's what I'm talking about, Joe. little bump up at BetMGM for the college football plays, 33%. That's what I'm talking about. Let's get it. Plenty of opportunities, including, Joe, uh, tomorrow night where in Charlotte, we will have Florida State and Louisville for the ACC championship. Now, there's a lot of things going on here, Joe. As we know, Florida State undefeated 12-0, but... They lost Jordan Travis a few weeks ago, which makes a lot of people, like myself, not really want to see them in the college football playoff, as deserving, Joe, as they may be. And I will once again say to you, if they win tomorrow night, they absolutely deserve to be in the college football playoff. Will I be happy about it? Because I have to watch them get smoked by somebody in the semis? No, I won't. And I know you hate that because you're the line play, fine. But let's talk, Joe, first about their now evolving quarterback situation because Rodemaker went in there last week against Florida to take to fill in for Travis and now he Joe is having some problems this week and we could get this freshman kid starting for Florida State tomorrow night yeah Brock and and that would be a cause of concern obviously but again it still comes down to me to the offense and defensive line play and I still think Florida State could play toe-to-toe with any of the top four teams in the country from that type of perspective, this is not TCU the way it was last year. TCU was more of a finesse type of team. Florida State isn't. Florida State is a very big physical offense and defense line. They can run it. They could shut down the run. And they have legitimate playmakers at every level, including the wide receiver position with Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson, two big play wide receivers that could take over a ball game. I know Louisville hasn't allowed a 200-yard rusher all year. They're allowing 92 rushing yards per game heading into this ballgame. But I still don't believe in Louisville's offensive line. I don't believe in Jack Plummer. And I don't believe that they're going to be able to shut down the rushing attack of Florida State. I think Florida State wins this ballgame. And and if you want a better bet for me, not only do I like Florida State, but this total is dropping like a rock from 48.5 down to 46.5. I love the SEC under. I love this total over 46 and a half now in terms of in terms of MGM. I think this thing I think I think we see this game into the 50s. I really do. But I think it's a majority of Florida State. I think they're going to pound Louisville. They're going to pound Louisville, huh? You think they're going to pound Louisville? Now, I will remember this. They're going to smash them. Cloudy showers, areas of dense fog, chance of Perfect. rain 60% with some winds in Charlotte, Perfect. which is where the game yeah. is tomorrow night. And this uh, is what I will give you about Rodemaker. You sent me this from Nicole Auerbach from The Athletic. An FSU spokesman uh, said the team is, quote, working through the process with Rodemaker, and we'll see what that means for tomorrow. Mike Norvell said that Rodemaker did a lot of individual work this week in practice, including some teamwork, but freshman Brock Glenn got the bulk of the snaps and team activities. Now, of course, Joe, it's college, so they don't tell you what's wrong with anybody. 
Some people have uh, insinuated that he got a concussion late in that game against Florida last week. Of course, right. that's not officially known. Here's where I stand, Joe. I, I, I thought Louisville could win the game even before this Rodemaker stuff. And I'm sure this kid, uh, Brock Glenn, uh, if he's recruited to Florida State, he he, can, he must be able to play. So he's, there's no way, it's not like you got uh, you know Tim Boyle going in in the NFL no. level and he can't move the football. I would think they can move the football and they'll rely heavily on the ground game. Uh, but I'm going to stick to where I've been all week, Joe. I, I want them to lose, and I hope that they lose because I don't want to see the Knicks uh, on, on January 1st uh, uh, playing any of these <laughs> games. So that's it for me. All right, that's good. I'll tell you, the bad weather, too, even favors Florida State in this ballgame because – Louisville, even though they could they could run it with Juwan Jordan, they're more of a finesse type of offense. Their offense is averaging 300 passing yards per game. Wet track favors the physicality of Florida State. They've gotten into these lower-scoring games. Look for a big game out of Trey Benson. Again, I don't believe Jack Plummer is going to be able to challenge uh, Florida State over the top. He's been turnover-prone. They struggled with a mediocre defense in terms of Kentucky last week. Lost a ball game by seven. Again, and let me just say this. If Florida State does, in fact, win, they're going to have four weeks of preparation to go up against maybe Georgia or Michigan. I think they match up very well against the Wolverines. You want to give me double digits or seven with Michigan? I'll take them any day of the week. I think Florida State potentially makes it to the uh, championship game. That's how confident it is. I said it, not you. Go Knowles. I will agree. Uh, we'll be able to say that if it does happen, that you said it and not me, uh, because I'm not going to say it because it's not going to happen. So that's why I'm not going to say it. But yeah, you said it, All Joe. Right. You said right, it, hero. which is just perfectly fine with me. Uh, speaking of Michigan. They're going to get smashed in the first round. Smashed. Like, like, no we're shot. talking about Cincinnati. This is not they Cincinnati. Have, this uh, this is legitimately no Jared Verse in that front seven. Okay. You know what? No shot. Don't get against You're trying Georgia. to get me hyped up, Beef. I'm going to the no gym shot. tonight, and I will be on air at 8 o'clock, pumped and ready for the Pac-12 championship. No shot against Georgia. Uh, you heard it right there. I'll gas you up even more. All right, let's quickly do this, Joe. Michigan and Iowa in Indianapolis tomorrow night. Big Ten title game. 22-and-a-half for the Wolverines. 35-and-a-half for the total. Yeah. Joe, I think Michigan cleans the total by themselves for the over. I'm not betting this game. I bet this total two years ago, 43 and a half. It was 21-3 in the fourth quarter before Michigan broke. How could you bet an offense that, that has a quarterback that completes 11 of 24 passes for three and a half yards per pass attempt at 25% on third down conversions? Can we stop? I can't even. I'm, it's a no play for me. Oklahoma State and Texas. Big 12 title game at Jerry's World. You have a lot at stake in this one plenty yep. of oklahoma state futures from back in the summer this is now 15 and a half the total's up to 55 and a half i think this is a dead over joe i think we will get points in this game i know we were saying last night for oklahoma state to maybe win this we might need to tread more towards the under side of things but i do like oklahoma state with the number i think that ali gordon will have a big game and keep him in it I'll say this. The number two seed in the Big 12 championship has won three straight. Kansas State, yes. Baylor, Oklahoma. Oak State fits that mold. They can run it. They've been there with Mike Gundy. That'll benefit them. I'm taking the 14 and a half. I'm taking the five to one. Run it, Ollie. 46 to one to pay dirt. Let's win the Big 12. I just want the game to be close so that you can actually finally hedge at halftime. Like if maybe Oklahoma State's up seven, you can finally go and hedge these massive tickets that you've been sitting on. UNLV and Boise State will be in Vegas as well. Also at Allegiant like Washington and Oregon tonight. UNLV getting two and a half points at home, Joe. 60 and a half, the fat total. I'm on the Rebs, Joe. They've been good to us all year long. They had their hiccup last week against San Jose State. This gutless Boise team coming into their house. They're going to raise the trophy here. Let's go. Let's go Barry Odom. Let's take the, the, the home dog. Love it. Not, but I don't I like the total. It. I think the total is under. Uh, SMU visits Tulane in the American Championship game. Unfortunately, Joe, the kid on SMU who had a great year, broke his leg last week, and he's not going to be out there at quarterback. They're starting some other kid who's never started before. That worries me a little bit, but I think that they could still win this game. Uh, Joe, the quarterback's out, yet the line has dropped all the way down to three. What, what is that? What scheme. am I looking at it's here, the Joe? Scheme. It's a scheme with oh, Brett Lashley. Scheme. 
I'll tell yes. you what, 46 and a half, too. I think they could get over. over that total fairly easy. Over, Joe. Up, 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 and away. And I like App State with the points against Troy in the Sun Belt game. Nah, I lean to Troy there. I think they're a little bit too physical, but we'll see how that plays out. We're boycotting the Sun Belt right now, Joe, because of what UL Monroe did to Terry. Uh, we're out on the Sun Belt right now. Joe, I will see you tonight on Unreleased Sports sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 investments like acquiring america's largest biogas producer archaea energy and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Friday. Carver High in for Scotty here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Always good to have you with us. And we have Adam Kaplan with us every Friday for a double shot as we get ready for Sunday's NFL action. Week 13 as we flip the calendar to December here today. Adam, good to see you as always. Uh, let's start, of course, with last night. And, and I, I think I willed it to happen, Adam. I said this uh, to Joe and to Gabe earlier. Like, I think I cried and complained enough about how upset I was about the Bear-Viking game on Monday night that I got a game that I absolutely adored, uh, which was a game that went over 70, 41, 35, tons of props, tons of touchdowns. What a great night to watch football, Adam. It was, and I, I sent you a shout-out on, uh, on X last night during the game because we – Although, because you never know, sometimes we see these games look like in the first half they're going to go over, in the second half it doesn't happen. But the the key to this game going over is a lack of pressure by both teams, particularly Dallas. Geno Smith had really struggled for the last four games. Mike played his best game of the season, hung in there, made great throws. DK Metcalf was had a slow season. I don't know if people who play fantasy have been disappointed with him, but he had a great game last night. He, he outmuscled Deron Bland. We'll get to him in a second. But it was great to see their offense move. Zach Charbonnet had a breakout game at running back. Oh, by the way, he's going to be okay. He had some swelling, Pete Carroll, their head coach, said today, uh, from the turf there. But he, they're just going to have to calm it down, but he thinks he'll be okay. But the bottom line is Seattle's offense was great. But just like Dallas, it could not get pressure on the quarterback. Dak Prescott, number one quarterback, throwing touchdowns over the last six weeks. It's remarkable what he's doing. He's turned his season around. It's, it's why they're playing well. But I, I, I give Seattle credit. They hung in there in a tough environment. You know, no one, no one's come close to scoring at all in, in Dallas. In fact, first team to score over 17 points as an opponent. And the Seahawks kind of went off offensively. But the bottom line is the lack of pressure on Dak Prescott, who, who was terrific last night and really should have had four touchdown passes. So the Seahawks, look, they've got this mini buy now. they got to figure things out. But because they're in the weaker conference, they're still very in it for that last wild card spot. No question about it. They're going to be in it because the rest of the, the NFC below them is not very good. Yeah, uh, and we have a lot of teams that are right behind and we'll talk about later on, Adam, like uh, the Rams and like the Packers who are going to have opportunities uh, to kind of get up there with them at 6-6 six and six now, which is where they sit. One more thing on the Cowboys, and that is Dak. And uh, he has just shot up now the odds board for the MVP, Adam. Uh, you look at it, and Jalen Hurts is, I believe, the clear favorite uh, as he is on the board. But... The play of Dak Prescott, as you mentioned, 
I, I, I even thought he played really well in the game they lost in Philadelphia a couple of weeks ago. I thought he played well that week. And here he is sitting there now, uh, right up there with Hertz on the MVP board. All right, so I vote in two polls. And I, I, it's funny you mention this. Because I, I don't like to wait to the last minute to get my thoughts together and figure out how I'm going to vote. Uh, right now, I would I would have Dak Prescott probably number two or number three. I'd have Hertz number one. Why? Hertz, and this is an amazing number, is averaging about 2.6 touchdowns per game. He's headed for Mike, close to 40 combined touchdowns. See, there's some people say, oh, you guys who run, you, you can't count that. Well, why did Lamar Jackson win the MVP? Uh, he won it by running the football. Absolutely, you have to count that. That absolutely counts, and it's what makes uh, Jalen Hurts special. All the running quarterbacks, your guy, Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen's got an enormous arm, and he's a great athlete. He's got great size, and it's been terrific. But he also could break down a defense by running the football. So you absolutely, if you're going to be voting, or if you want to be honest about it and be objective, not subjective, you have to look at the rushing touchdowns by quarterbacks. It breaks the defense's back, Mike. Look at that. Look at last week. Look how the Eagles won the game on a quarterback draw. It's a great call and a great run up the middle by Hertz. And and I think just as a sidebar, because you mentioned Josh Allen, I, I think that not I think taking that element out of Josh Allen's game and not bringing it back until the last two weeks after they fired yep. Ken Dorsey is a big reason why the Bills are sitting at six and six right now instead of maybe seven and five or eight and four because I think they would have won a couple of those games if they let Josh Allen kind of be himself and be that dual threat guy that we saw in Philadelphia last week. Let's start to get into. The updates for this week's games, of course, uh, line updates, key injury information, and we'll start in Houston with the Broncos and the Texans. A very important game here, both teams 6-5 and five in the AFC. Yeah, okay, so it is, and who knew again like three or four weeks ago, I, I didn't see this as being a pivotal game in the AFC, but it is for wild card and also for Houston potentially for winning the division. Now, when you look at the Houston situation, Tank Dell should play. He's had a breakout season as a rookie. And wide receiver, but Dalton Schultz is out with a hamstring injury, and now what they'll probably do, Brevin Jordan's a pretty athletic tight end. They'll try to make up some of what Dalton Schultz has done in the passing game with Brevin Jordan, who's a, who can move a little bit, but that's a big one. Uh, Dalton Schultz is on a one-year deal, and he's had a great season. Jake Ferguson's a replacement tight end for the Cowboys, but that's a big one. That does worry me a little bit uh, for a guy to get down the seam uh, against Denver's defense, which has improved greatly since that debacle when they gave up 70 to Miami several weeks ago. Uh, so I'd worry about that. Jerry Judy will play. He's been cleared to play with a groin injury. Uh, and then uh, for Houston, look, their offensive line's banged up. Titus Howard, who moved from tackle to guard this season, he's out for the season uh, with a bad knee injury. So they've got a little bit of an injury issue with Denver's a little bit cleaner. By the way, Houston is a three-point favorite at home. And what a job D'Amico Ryans has done. You talk about awards here. He is absolutely running for, for coach of the year. Uh, he pro- Look, if they get it, Mike, I'm voting for, for this guy. I mean, think about it. Tomiko Ryan's an original Texan. He was drafted by them. And to do what he's done with this football team and give Nick Casario credit, who I've been very critical of as a general manager, he's been very, he was very aggressive, which is not usually his forte, but he had a very good offseason. And they've turned this thing around. Boy, the Texans fans need it. They needed a breath of fresh air. And boy, has, has Tomiko Ryan's been that. I think this is actually a year, Adam, where – you're going to have a lot of pretty good candidates for that award. I usually like to give it to the guy who maybe took a team that we all thought was going to win four or five games and gets them into the playoffs, which is kind of where D'Amico Ryan's as a first year falls. But I mean, look at the other sideline this week, Adam, like what if the Broncos make the playoffs after starting one and five, giving up 70 points. They lost their first two games at home to start the year in weeks one and two. Like, I think Sean Payton, and I know he's probably rubbed some people the wrong way around the league, and that probably won't help him when it comes to winning that award, but he should be in the mix as well if they continue to win. You know, I had not thought of that. Uh, he, I, let's put it this way. If they get a wild card, they're obviously not going to win the division, but if they get a wild card, you're absolutely right. It's a very good point. I didn't consider that. He, he will be on my list for sure. And look at, look at the way with this, this long winning streak. See, part of it, you and I talked about this yesterday, and we can move this forward here with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's playing in our control. He's not turning the ball over like he did last season. But the other thing is, see, the one thing you got to do with Russell Wilson is, and I, I know Brian Schottenheimer who's doing a good job as the offense coordinator for Dallas, had to deal with this with Russell. Russell wants to break the pocket and make superhuman plays. 
He's not doing that a lot here. The good thing is he's getting Cortland Sutton, the ball at wide receiver, uh, who's, who's doing a very good job. They're, they're playing under control there. Javante Williams has come back great from that severe knee injury from last season. And the, the big thing is here is, is Vance Joseph, their defensive coordinator, has turned this defense around, who was once, by the way, their head coach. It's been a great story. And look, we the voters at any poll, we, we can't hold grudges. I, I don't know Sean Payton person, personally. It's not my problem that he called out another head coach. The guy used to be the head coach of the Broncos last year uh, with Nate Hackett. But look, our job is to evaluate it. What has happened going forward? You're absolutely right. If, if they get a wild card in the AFC, he's got to be right up there with D'Amico Ryans. You're absolutely right. Let's go to New Orleans next, Adam, where the Lions off of a loss at home on Thanksgiving Day against the Packers head down to play the Saints, who came out of their bye last week and couldn't score. They just kicked five field goals all the time. Five field goals. They're in the red zone. They can't make things happen. What are we looking at here? Yeah, and, the, boy, the, the Derek Carr, who four or five weeks ago looked like he's turning the season around, not, not so much. No touchdown passes last week, though he had 300 yards. That's just not going to be good enough. And, I know St. fans are not happy. Folks, you're going to be with him next year. Why? His base salary for 2024 of $30 million is fully guaranteed. No one's going to take that contract. He's going to be their quarterback next season. There's no other way around it. They're not going to cut him and owe him $30 million. So they've got to figure out a way to get this thing going with Derek Carr. Look, there's a, they have talent at wide receiver. Chris Olave is t- trending towards getting cleared out of the, pro- the concussion protocol. He's not there yet, but he's close. Uh, but but the bottom line is, Carr's got to play more consistent football. And by the way, he will not have Rashid Shahid, their number one deep threat. He's out with a thigh injury. That does that's a concern. You could see Alvin Kamara getting more checkdowns, which Carlos to do. I believe though, when we get to Detroit, and by the way, they're going to get Jonah Jackson back. One of the starting guards has missed a lot of times this season. They're a very resilient team. The Lions are, Mike. But the one issue I have is on defense. And you saw this against Jordan Love, who played out of his mind two weeks ago. Uh, in that game on Thanksgiving, as you mentioned. Uh, the one thing that I have a problem with the Lions is where's the pass rush? They've got to help Aiden Hutchinson. When they get to their offseason situation, they're going to have to do two things, add corners and add pass rushers. They're not going to be a Super Bowl team, Mike, until they do that. They, they, need, they need more help on defense. Uh, Lions minus four, Adam, in this game with a big total for what we – I mean, these totals this week, you got a couple games in the high 40s, believe it or not, 47 for the Lions and the Saints. Mm. Yeah, I'm glad to see that, though, because you know what? You're not worrying about weather here. The game's indoors. We have some games that that could potentially be impacted by snow or rain. But the thing is, though, you just mentioned it. The kid groupie who's good for fantasy with the five field goals, you can't have that. So the bottom line is Carr's got to play better. Adam, we will come back. We will go through the rest of the games for Sunday, including, of course, uh, the main event, 425 p.m. East, the NFC Championship game rematch at the link between the Niners and the Eagles. Going to be a good one. For all coast-to-coast on a Friday, Carver High in for Scotty. We're talking with Adam Kaplan, our Sports Grid NFL insider. We're back on the grid right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Um. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Friday. Carver High in for Scotty here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio, talking as we always do on Friday with our Sports Grid NFL insider, Adam Kaplan. All right, Adam, we got a lot to do. Let's start with Sunday night at Lambeau, where the Chiefs and the Packers get together. Packers have been playing a lot better the last few weeks. Maybe the Chief offense started to break out a little bit in the second half against the Raiders last week. What do we have for this one? Yeah, and by the way, we might have snow showers in that game. So let's start with with the the Chiefs. And that was, I'm glad you mentioned that because I know Chief fans, I do radio in in, uh, Kansas City every Thursday. And look, everyone was wondering what in the world was going on at after a slow start again with their offense. And we know how bad their, de- their their offense has been in the second half. Their defense has had to rescue them. But Mahomes got under control. Ray Rice has been a great story for a young receiver core that's struggled. He's been the one bright spot. It was Rice. It was Kelsey. Good to see him bounce back. Mahomes was magical. Against the defense and the Raiders, that's been competitive, but they broke down in the second half. So it was good to see uh, the, Ra- the, uh, the Chiefs finish that game against the Raiders. But when you look at this game, I got to tell Jordan Love was absolutely incredible on Thanksgiving. I, I was blown away. Best game as professional. Totally under control. When, he, when they had protection, he made the right throws. Under pressure, he was brilliant. Uh, in fact, his last two games have been marvelous, but this last game was his best. They'll be at home. I know in recent years they've not been as good at home. The Chiefs have shown the ability to play well on the road. They absolutely have a look. The, the, the Packers have shown they can hang in it, but the, here's the big one, though. And this is, a, this is a problem. Aaron Jones is out again with a knee injury. He is so devastating in the past game, getting him on linebackers for matchup purposes. A.J. Dillon will take his place again. Dillon looked okay on Thanksgiving, made a couple nice catches, including a big one. But that, that's bad, and that, that's one of the reasons why the Chiefs are clearly the better team here. Uh, but the bottom line is here, the Chiefs are coming off of a good win, really good bounce back last week against the Raiders. Back-to-back on the road for the Chiefs as well in Vegas last week in Green Bay this week before they get the Bills at Arrowhead next week. It's like the Bills' yearly trip to Arrowhead, Adam. Uh, They have it. It's it's been years since the Chiefs have gone to Buffalo uh, to play them there. Uh, The Bills have actually beat them there in the regular season the last two years. They don't beat them there in the playoffs, but they beat them there in the regular season. We'll talk about that one, of course, next week when we get to it. How about the heavyweight matchup we've been waiting for? NFC Championship game rematch, 425 East on Sunday at the link. Niners and the Eagles. All right, so we got to talk about it. I'm a big weather guy. Right now, as we speak here on Friday evening, it should rain for most of the game. Now, yes, forecast could change and i sure hope it does i like a clean game with with the weather but the eagles if it does rain it it would be the third straight game with rain for the eagles and we know how they were able to come back and win last week and and did the same thing they've they've actually come back they were down 17-7 the last two games were able to come back in the second half and where they the coaches did a good job of adjusting to what the defenses were giving them and did a great job to close but for the eagles now they've got injury issues now here's some positive news though we won't play this week most likely Dallas Goddard, their tight end, their starting tight end. He started working his way back today from that broken left forearm. He was allowed to get some work in. Uh, he's not expected to play listed as doubtful. So that that's still a concern. Now, the, the thought process is here. They play at Dallas next Sunday night. The thought is here that he probably should get cleared for that. Uh, but it is a factor. In fact, a big reason why I was talking to a team that's playing the Eagles in the next couple weeks. Uh, this person said to me, who's in scouting, said that the big reason he thinks Eagles are running a lot of 10 personnel, which is four receiver sets, which they typically never do, is because without Goddard, they don't have anyone who's really good pass catcher tight end or proven that they can do it. And they're going, they're spreading it out. And by the way, look for them to do that against the Niners, who have a good secondary, but they're not very deep. And for the Niners, Eric Armstead, by the way, started working today back with foot injury. He should be able to go on Sunday. Goddard won't play there. The Eagles are down two of their top four inside linebackers. That's not good. Going against Christian McCaffrey, who could be devastating against this Eagles defense on Sunday. And one thing I would tell you about that is 
the Eagles have really not faced any great or very good uh, pass-catching running backs. That's going to change on Sunday with McCaffrey coming to town. Uh, it certainly is. And like you said, uh, the road for the Eagles, Dallas next week. And then I saw yesterday, Adam, they actually are in the first Monday night flex the week after that, yeah. right? That was the first time they're flexing a Monday night game. Eagles will now play Seattle on Monday night. That's This is how bad the Patriots season is, Adam. They flex Patrick Mahomes out of a primetime game. That's how bad the Patriots are because you know that they never want to do that, but they had to with how awful New England is. And by the way, that game is at Seattle. Now, I've caught it the gauntlet. The Eagles have the toughest six-game schedule in the National Football League by far. But then after that, they play the Giants twice, sandwiched with a game against the Cardinals. So if by a minor miracle, if they go undefeated through this gauntlet, most likely they will finish the season with one loss, Mike. I don't see any way yeah. unless they rest their starters or loses to the Giants or the Cardinals. Uh, they've done an unbelievable job, that's for sure, uh, this year. And they got a chance again, especially if they win this week, to sew up uh, home field once again in the NFC. And if that we get a potential Niner-Eagle rematch in January, which I think we'll get, Adam, uh, could be back at the link uh, if they can get it done on Sunday. All right, let's bounce around through the rest of these games. I do want to start with the Browns and the Rams because we heard in the last couple of hours that, yes, Joe Flacco – will start for Cleveland, DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson not going to be ready. So Joe Flacco off the street 10 days ago, back in the NFL against the Rams on Sunday. Yeah, look, they, they, they wanted DTR to start the rest of the season, and that's been their goal. But unfortunately, he is actually out. He was downgraded out today uh, to, the, to the concussion. So, you know, it's, what's funny is Joe Flacco last season – Started for the Jets at Cleveland and played great. Best football he's played in years. And ironically, now he's with the, the Browns. So, yeah, I, I here's the thing, though. Flacco is a gunslinger. He gives their pass target group, which is really good, a better chance than DTR because DTR is not developed as, a, as a, a passer. So I like the Browns to handle the, the Rams, who are scrappy, but they're not talented enough. I expect the Browns to win that game. Wow, outright. They're getting three and a half in this game, the Browns, like uh, out in L.A. So the outright win uh, for them. Yeah. There we go. A lot of Jerome Ford, uh, a, lot of, a lot of Ford this week, yeah. uh, and the ground game for the Cleveland Browns. Next, the Colts are in that final wild card spot in the AFC right now at 6-5. and five. The amazing part, and I don't think we've talked about the Colts yet this week, Adam, they've been hit with so many things this year, especially Shane Steichen in his first year as a head coach. That's another – we were talking about Coach of the Year stuff before. This is another guy who we might have to line up yeah. uh, and put in the mix because he's had things go on. The preseason stuff with Jonathan Taylor, he doesn't have Taylor the first few games, loses Anthony Richardson. Now he loses Taylor again with this thumb surgery. They are one-point road favorites in Tennessee against the Titans, who has not lost at home this year. They lost a home game in London, Adam. Haven't lost a home game in Nashville. Yeah, and, and Zach Moss takes over. I like that overprop. Uh, Zach Moss, it's gonna. It, it's funny. Shane Steichen, when he took over the job, uh, Mike, in the in the in, uh, in the spring, he'd said we're gonna throw early but run to win. Well, it's been the exact opposite. Uh, Anthony Richardson obviously out for the season, and Zach Moss was phenomenal. Best ball he's ever played. You know what happened in Buffalo? They had him the starting job, then he got benched. Here, he's the guy, and he'll be the guy until Taylor comes back from his thumb surgery. So, I actually like the Colts to win this game outright. And, and Gardner Minshew, look, Gardner Minshew is looking to be, he'd love to be a starter uh, somewhere else next year. Obviously, because Richardson yeah. will be back, but he's happy to be with Steichen. That's why he's there. Uh, I, I like the Colts to win this game. I get that the, the Titans have played better at home, but the Titans are not a very good football team, and uh, the Colts will find a way to win this one. The Steelers off of a breakout offensive performance last week, their first 400-plus yard total offense game in three years, have Arizona coming into the place the Steelers play. It's now up to minus six and a half for Pittsburgh, flat 41 total. My total would be, my number would be 10 for this game. I expect the Steelers to blow out the Cardinals. <laughs> the Cardinals are super banged up at corner. Uh, Zach Ertz is gone. It'll be Trey McBride. He's, he's expected to play with his injury, but Cardinals are an absolute mess defensively. And uh, I, I, I'm i buying what they're doing with Mike Sullivan and their, their new play caller. Uh, with Matt Canada gone. And I, boy, did Kenny Pickett respond. That's the best he's looked since last season. He has. And you mentioned Zach Ertz. I did just want to say I saw he did clear waivers today, Adam. So nobody did claim him after Arizona released him. He is now free to go wherever he wants, whenever he is ready to do so, correct? 
Yeah, and yeah, he cleared waivers at four o'clock today. And what what I believe he'll do, I know Zach a little bit, is he'll look to go somewhere he could have a chance to win another Super Bowl. He was very integral in this Eagles uh, Super Bowl run in 2017. And look, a lot of losing, unfortunately, with Arizona for the, uh, the two seasons he was two and a half seasons he was there. He'll he'll be able to be a, a decent pass catcher in, in, in pass situations for another team. And look, the bottom line is though. Uh, Zach's had a phenomenal career, a, a second-round pick for the Eagles in 2013 coming out of Stanford. He's in the twilight of his career. Maybe he can get this season, obviously, and maybe one more year uh, under his belt. Miami, of course, has gotten very fat against bad teams this year. It is what it is. Oh. You play who the schedule gives you. They're 8-3 and three as they go to Washington to take on the Commanders. Ron Rivera gets rid of Jack Del Rio and some other guys on the defensive staff this week. Nine and a half the number for Miami on the road, another big total, 49 and a half. Uh, here's the thing. Now, that's a lot to give up. And you never know how the defense is going to respond with Ron taking over the defensive play calling, which he's done before, by the way, in his career. So it, this is fascinating. Now, the Sam Howell's a gunslinger. This is a tough matchup. Miami secondary, which was injured, injured earlier this season, is pretty healthy. You saw Washington. They were able to move the ball at Dallas, but they just couldn't score. They bogged down in the red zone. Uh, I do like Miami to handle this one. And by the way, Devin Achan has been cleared to play. And he actually told the media today he feels normal. So for fantasy, you better get him in your lineup. I wasn't sure until he I heard him speak today. He said he felt normal today. So Achan should be in your lineup some way, somehow. Not the best game on the schedule, Adam, as the Chargers go to Foxborough to face the Patriots. You never want to dabble with the Chargers as a road favorite, but that is what they are here in this tough matchup. At least the uniforms are going to look good. I saw New England's wearing the Patriot Pat Reds. The Chargers are wearing those sweet all-white Bolt uniforms, so at least it's going to look cool. Oh, man. Ticket Parker's day off in uh, Foxborough, man. That, that, that is absolutely brutal. <laughs> I, look, we've talked about the Chargers chargering. They've so underachieved, Mike. I barely, this this little, I barely like the Chargers to win this game because the, the, the Patriots can't move the football. Boy, did they look terrible last week in offense. I'm with you. I think they win, but they don't cover uh, in this game against the Patriots. The Falcons are now 5-6 and six after beating the Saints last week, can go to 6-6 six and six with a win at MetLife against the Jets and Tim Boyle. Yeah, the Falcons should win this one. The defense is competitive. Once again, the Jets simply cannot move the football. They're making a mistake here. Trevor Simeon should be their starter. That, that, they, I don't know why they're not skipping hit, skipping Boyle and go to Simeon, uh, who's been a starter of the National Football League before. Tim Boyle is just not there. He's more of a number three quarterback, less than a number one for sure. I think a chance also for this game to be the lowest total in the NFL this year. It's at 33 and a half right now uh, for the Jets and the Falcons. So uh, <laughs> exactly 30 seconds. Yeah. I have one more game. The Panthers, of course, after firing Frank Reich this week now uh, are in Tampa against the Bucks. They're getting five and a half. Can we see some opened up offense this week? Yeah. I mean, Thomas Brown is going to take back the play calling. He It was kind of dry the first two games that he had. That's why Reich took it back, but he's getting it now. This is another ugly game. They'll say this about the Panthers. They're very competitive defensively. Offensively, they're atrocious. I do like the Bucs to handle this one. The Bucs can move the football. By the way, they're very banged up on defense, but I like, I like the Bucs in this game. Adam, enjoy the games this weekend. Tremendous job, as always. I'll see you Monday. Bengals and Jaguars down in Duval County uh, to finish off Week 13. Adam Kaplan, our Sports Grid NFL insider. We're back on the grid after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. 
The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Um. And we are back, Pharrell, coast to coast here on a Friday. Carver High in for Scotty on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have you with us. All right, before we get out of here, NBA tonight, six games. Let's go. Washington is in Orlando against the Magic again tonight. Magic minus 11.5. Thumped them the other night. 237.5 is the total. Looks like Bancaro is going to be good to go. I'm on the Magic. They're next. Philly and Boston playing for what seems like the 19th time already this year. Embiid is questionable. Wasn't at the shoot-around this morning. They're saying it's going to be closer to tip. Maxi also now questionable with the illnesses. I guess that's running through the Sixers. They're getting seven and a half now in this one. The Knicks are in Toronto against the Raptors. Raptors minus one and a half, 216 and a half is the total. Knicks have been pretty good on the road. I'd probably lean to them. Memphis are in Dallas tonight against the Mavericks. The Mavericks are minus six and a half, but no Luka Doncic tonight. Uh, looks like. Uh, the, he's uh, welcomed the baby into the world, him and his girlfriend or his wife uh, right there. So minus six and a half there. San Antonio is in New Orleans against the Pelicans. Minus 13 and a half for the Pelicans. No Wembenyama. He is out tonight for that game. And Denver and Phoenix late night. No Devin Booker for the Suns. Out. Nuggets minus two and a half on the road in that one. We also have two hockey games tonight. San Jose is at the Devils uh, at the Rock, where uh, Devils are laying the heavy lumber, of course, in that one. Uh, minus 450 there. And Ottawa and Columbus tonight, as well as Ottawa's slight road favorite against the Jackets. All right, there you go. You're all set up. There's some good college basketball games tonight as well. Kansas and UConn uh, late, about the 9 o'clock tip, I believe, at the Allen Fieldhouse, so a good college basketball game. All right, enjoy the weekend, especially all these college football games, Oregon and Washington tonight, all the games tomorrow, NFL on Sunday. We will be back with you Monday right here on Coast to Coast. Of course, Carver and Lisi tonight, 8 p.m. East, on Sports Grid Radio. Game Time Decisions is next, where I will be stopping by to say hi to K-Dub at about 625 East. So in about a half hour, I'll see you there. Great job by Mafia and the crew. Gabe Morenci, Adam Kaplan, Dr. Chow, Joe Lisi. Have a great weekend. Cash some tickets. We'll see you Monday on the grid. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.